when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps, I am uber excited. I have a great guest. Her name is Lisa Schirmerhorn, and she's with Peak Performance Mindset Coaching. And today we're going to be talking about your why. And uh, Lisa, you, why are you here to record a podcast, I'm assuming? <laughs> that was what I was under the impression of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not that why. We're going to be talking about your personal business why, not why we're here. But anyways, um, it's a pleasure having you on. How are you doing today? I am doing awesome. And thank you so much for having me here. It's such a pleasure to talk to you and your audience. Thank you. Well, what I want to do is get my audience to know you better. And so... I want to get your origin story. So how did you go from being a fashion designer to somebody who basically repaired jet engines to make them fly to helping business people find their why? You are a master at that. So brilliant. Um, I graduated college. Uh, I went to Simmons College in Boston and I went to work in the garment center. I went to work for a company called Jordan Marsh went through their executive training program and then went to New York City and worked in the, on Fashion Avenue and found myself really unhappy. I thought it was everything I wanted and I got there and I realized it was not for me. So I left and went to work for a manufacturing company and they also repaired airplane engine components. Uh, so they would uh, manufacture cobalt and nickel-based uh, alloys, these specialty metals that would go at a certain heat that could repair like the 737 engines. They are all the little, the blades inside the engine they wear at the tips. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was there, uh, I was handed this about three inch uh, stack of papers and they said, uh, in order to do the repairs, we need to uh, get approval from the FAA. Hmm. And so we need you to do the approvals. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I had no engineering background. I had nothing. I actually, while I was there, I learned to weld. So that was fun. And uh, I, I actually uh, dove into it, took it on as a project, uh, submitted it and got it approved. And someone who worked for the company said that in the 30 years that he'd ever worked in that industry, he'd never seen anyone approved on the first try. So that was really amazing for me. And uh, I, did, I did leave and then ended up on a soul-searching journey for a while. I had really not a lot of sense of self, struggled, um, had a breakdown, and uh, went on a journey of self-discovery. And while I was on that, because I was going from um, therapist to therapist to therapist and no one was able to help me, 
And someone suggested a hypnotherapist. And I was like, hypno what? You know, they're going to make me quack like a duck. Uh, that's not my thing. But I was so desperate. I was so depressed. I was willing to try anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went and what I realized that hypnosis was not what I always thought it was. And that I was fully aware and awake and really had um, control of everything. Uh, we went back and, and in a very short period of time, they were able to go and regress me through my life to all these belief systems that I was carrying that weren't really in my best interest. And we were able to release how I felt about it. You can't release things that happened, but you can change the way you feel about them. Excellent. So... In business, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have read Simon Sinek's book, uh, Start With Why. But your why is a little bit different, right? The kind of why that you talk about? Yes. Uh, I, I was... Um I was certified with what's called the Y Institute. And what happened was Gary Sanchez saw Simon Sinek speak and said, went up to him and said, this is amazing. This is so important. Everyone should know what their why is. How do I discover my why? And Simon said to him, you know, I'm really good at telling people why my well, your why is important. I don't really help people discover what their individual why is. Gary went on a kind of a crusade to discover to, and talk to thousands of people to help them discover what their why is. And he realized that there were nine different whys. Hmm. And he came up with this system. And I will tell you, when I discovered my why, it was just like the skies and the heavens opened up for me. Uh, it helped me become more aligned with who I am. Now, I've done um, Myers-Briggs test. I've done DISC test. This is different. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why it's different is because um, it's who I am in every aspect of my life. Uh, when you are different, people don't necessarily ever understand you. And when I finally discovered that my why was challenge or to think differently, it validated me and it helped me become more aligned. Mm-hmm. Now, that's my why. It's why I do things. It's why I go on the vacations that I do. I don't like to go on traditional, you know, Caribbean vacations. You'll find me, you know, in a, a on some remote place, or I'll I'll go and join. I'll go on vacations alone. I don't necessarily have to go with other people. Usually, it's about learning things or going to you know odd places. Uh, I live in a log home on the side of a mountain in Vermont. That's not what usually <laughs> people do, but it's it works for me. I'm always trying to find things that are different. My how is helping find a better way. And entrepreneurs, most entrepreneurs have better way because they're always searching. They're always trying to find a better way. They're those out of out of the box thinkers looking for something that's different. They're you know that they they like to be those game changers, um, and the interrupters. And then we have my what is make sense. So I help people make sense out of complicated situations and problems. So as a mindset coach, it took me a really long time to learn how to describe what I did because I realized that I was marketing to the wrong people. 
that I needed to learn to market to the people who thought outside the box and were looking for a better way. And once I did that, I was able to narrow my language and narrow my marketing to find the exact type of people that I wanted instead of speaking to a brick wall, someone who was like, oh, that Lisa, she does things differently. I can't deal with that. That's not my thing. You know, someone who's very traditional and someone who's more, you know, structured and likes to do things a certain way isn't necessarily going to want to work with me. Mm -hmm. So from a business standpoint, why is it important for a business or a business owner or an organization or brand to find its why? Well, I was just talking about when you discover your business why, because within a business, you're going to have more than one people in leadership, but you want to come together and have a company why. Why are we in business and who do we want to serve? What's their why? Because what's interesting is... Everyone thinks that if we market how we do something, that's going to bring someone in. It's the emotional part of your brain that makes all the decisions. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm going to repeat it again because it's that critical. It's the emotional thing. It's the emotional part of your brain that makes all of your decisions. It's why when you go into a store and you don't plan on buying a lot, you go in for one thing and then you see this beautiful sweater or you up, you go and sit in a car that the salesman has upgraded you in and all of a sudden you get these emotions around it and you feel like you have to have it. Um, and, and it wasn't what you were planning on. It's those emotional moments that, that draw you in. And when you talk about your why, it comes from a different place and it draws people in. You also want to discover the why of your customer. Who do you want to talk to? For me, I want to talk to people who think outside the box. I want to talk to entrepreneurs. I want to talk to people who like to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And that's and that's exactly it. I mean, finding your own personal why, but also aligning with your customer's why is so important. If those whys don't match up, they turn into some funky letter that we have no idea what it is. So when we finally discover our why, we discover our, our client's why, then how do we use that to market and get them to think about our company different? You want to speak to what's most important to them. What and, and you want to speak to their why. So an entrepreneur, for instance, is someone who thinks outside the box. They've come up with something. They've also, they found a better way. So for me, when I want to communicate with that, they're looking for other people who think outside the box too. And so in, in NLP, we talk about this as well, the neuro-linguistic program. Like energy attracts like energy. People trust people who are like themselves. Uh, and in, in when you're studying, you know, excellence, you, you want to mimic people who are like you. You, you follow, when you create rapport, you find what is similar. You want to find out there someone's background. You want to find things in common. And then people will trust you and that draws them in. Mm -hmm. So when you use your why, it's finding a commonality. It's finding a trust. So that's like, oh, you, you feel familiar to me. That feels familiar. So I'm going to trust your product. I'm going to trust you in business because I, I understand you. So 
we kind of understand how to use that and create that emotional connection between what you do and what the customer wants. But I think one of the hardest things is you're working with a team and, you know, you mentioned Myers-Briggs and DISC and right. all that stuff. I mean, there are different people with different personalities. I'm assuming that people in a company have different whys as well. And do you only hire people that align with your why or do you need to understand, you know, your employees' why? You know, it's interesting because you really want a diversity of whys. Otherwise, you have everyone telling you what you mm-hmm. want to hear, not the truth. Because everyone is seeing everything through the same lens and you don't get diversity of thought. So the important thing is, now, I haven't gone through what the different whys are, but one of the whys is trust. So if you find out that your boss or someone you work with, their why is trust, Mm -hmm. you better be sure that you do everything you can not to betray that trust, because most people will give you a second chance or a third chance, possibly. Someone who has the why of trust they can often just be done with you if they suspect that they can't trust you anymore. So you want to dialogue with someone and make sure that you say to them, now that I know that your why is trust, I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that I never betray your trust. But if I do or say anything inadvertently, please let me know so we can dialogue this out. And the same thing with people who have the why of trust are also about doing everything they can to be trustworthy. So they're going to study, they're going to learn as much as they can about topic that's important to them to make sure that other people trust them. So they're really good people to have on board. Now, people in leadership, it's good to have better way because they're always thinking outside the box. They're looking for someone, you know, who's very creative and inventive. A challenge personality, they may not be someone who's going to do well in a corporate environment. They're going to be better in, in sales where they're kind of left alone. They don't like to be micromanaged and they don't like to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. So you want to know that about people before they, before they come in, but you also know that about that person that you brought in and you know how to speak their language. So, so getting to know everybody's why is uber important from at least being able to communicate. Can you go through the nine whys without going into detail, just so we know that what the labels are? So the first, the first one is contribute. And these are people who love to contribute to a greater cause, have an impact. They're great people to, as for support. Mm. And um, the next one is trust. These are people who create a relationships based on trust and trust is everything to them. Then why number three is to make sense out of, co- out of things and they make sense out of complicated situations and problems. The next one is uh, number four, which is finding a better way. And those are those people are great entrepreneurs and out of the box thinkers. Then you have uh, why number five, doing things the right way. These are people who are very structured. They like um, structure in a company. Uh, number six, to do things uh, differently and challenge the status quo. Uh, number seven, we have uh, to seek mastery. These are people who become experts at everything. They're amazing. Um, then you have to create clarity. And then nine 
is to simplify. So with all of those different personality types, and I'm assuming there's like triads on how they engage and do uh, interpersonal skills and those kind of things. Usually in these kind of systems, there's a way to kind of like look at it from a holistic way, correct? It's not just about your why, it's your how and your what too. And this is the interesting thing. My business partner, Mm -hmm. he and I both share the same challenge. We both challenge the status quo and think outside the box. And we both have the how of better way. Where we differ is our what. Mine is make sense out of complicated situations and his is about contribute. So I know that this guy will always have my back and support me. It's, it's, you want to have contributors on your team. Mm-hmm. And so wherever it shows up, if you've got a contributor, you know that that person is always going to be there to have your back. Gotcha. They're really great people. So it's the combination that you really look at to see what's in the best interest for the company and how you relate to one another. Because I don't want to challenge personality as my attorney. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's a good point. And or someone who's creating structure within a corporation. You want someone who's more right way. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, is there any kind of success story that you can give us that kind of, you know, gives us an overview of finding your why, what, and how, and how that person was able to recreate their business or help them? you know, up their game. Yeah, absolutely. I have a a client uh, who's a consultant to engineers and tech people. And when he worked with them, he would get these uh, five paragraph emails. Now his, his why is simplify. So he could respond in four bullet points. Now, when you're a consultant, you get paid hourly. So he was struggling. How do I justify charging when I can respond so quickly and so succinctly. And what I helped him understand that this is his superpower. This is something that they need because you now are taking really complicated information and you're helping them bring it down to layman's terms so it can go to customers and help them market and help how to bring this out to other customers. So the simplification process was critical for the company. Once he understood that, he doubled what he charged And he doubled his income for the year because he honored that part of him that he actually had shame around. And oftentimes people who don't fully own their why have shame around that. Well, Lisa, this has been fantastic. I'm sure my audience is going to want to get to know you better, know more about you. What's the best way for them to connect with you? I have on, on LinkedIn. You can always reach me at Lisa Shermerhorn. I also have a website at www.peakperformancemindsetcoaching.com. And uh, we do trainings, we do VIP coaching, and we do group coaching. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate you and your time and you coming on and dropping some sizzling hot bacon knowledge bombs on my peeps. I look forward <laughs> to speaking with you again soon. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was such an honor and a pleasure. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. Bacon.